This Tuesday, September 12th, MLB betting picks show edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Ross, we're brought to you by Game Time. Stack the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up 20 times your money in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. And use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, September the 11th, currently 537 on the East Coast. Here to break down the betting card for the Tuesday schedule in MLB. And joining me to help me break it all down, guys know him as the voice of the NFL Gambling Podcast, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and of course the Tennis Gambling Podcast. It's Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, how's it going, my man? I'm doing pretty well. I haven't been on the MLB show for about a week, so looking forward to going through some games. Yeah, we're getting ever so close, like I mentioned, every week uh, to the finish line uh, for the MLB season. But still, uh, uh, ways to go for some divisions and, of course, the wild card race. And of course, here also joining us, you guys know him as the voice on the NBA Gambling Podcast, the NFL Gambling Podcast, and, of course, here on MLB, it's Lante Smith. Lante, how's it going, my man? Not bad, man. Uh, hopefully, we got some winners today for me and Mal uh, from yesterday's show. But I've uh, been seeing it pretty well on a basis this past week, so uh, hoping to keep it going. Yeah, definitely some, uh, I guess, I don't want to say value, but maybe the lines are maybe uh, a little bit cheaper or maybe to find some value with uh, yep. NFL and college football. Maybe the books aren't really paying attention to MLB right now, but hopefully we can uh, definitely take advantage of that before the season does end. 15-game um, schedule on the board for Tuesday as usual. Uh, currently, we have six games off the board right now with some uh, games that don't have pitchers listed. Uh, for those games and we'll kind of go through uh, those games that don't have pitchers but uh, let's just kick it right off guys with the first game uh, on the board for tomorrow Uh, that is going to be the St. Louis Cardinals they are in Baltimore to take on the Orioles I was this close to saying the Ravens a 635 Eastern start we've got uh, Adam Wainwright on the mound here for the St. Louis Cardinals and John Means makes his um, start here and return for the Baltimore Orioles Orioles are a minus 192 home favorite, plus 160 on the money line for the St. Louis Cardinals. Total is set at 10. Uh, Run line minus 1.5, plus 105 for the Baltimore Orioles, and plus 1.5, minus 125 for the St. Louis Cardinals. Here's Scott. What do you think about this game? Uh, Over. Simply put. (laughs) Now, Means, I thought, wasn't that bad, but the problem is he hasn't pitched in a while, so I have some concerns about how he's going to look against MLB-quality lineups. As for Wainwright, I think it's pretty safe to say, based on the sample size, he's been the worst starting pitcher in the entire league all season long, and I think you can make an argument that he probably shouldn't have even uh, still been pitching at this point, but it's his final season, so they're just going to let him, I guess, just go down with the ship. 
to some degree. Yep. But at the end of the day, with Wainwright being this bad against a very solid lineup in the spot, I do think that he's going to be in some trouble. And Means, I do like once again in general, but that was pre-injury. I'm not sure how he's going to look in this one. I'm on the over. I see a bunch of runs. Yeah, I mean, no secret again, Wainwright uh, in his last start uh, against the Atlanta Braves got shelled again. The Cardinals have lost, let's see here, uh, one, two, three, that's three, five, five, uh, eight, nine, eight of his last nine starts. If you want to go back even further, uh, we go to 10 out of the last 12 starts, and I think all of those have been by multiple runs in those games. So, yeah, I mean, pretty simple for me here. Wainwright on the mound. I'll take the run line here for the Orioles and also the team total overs for the Orioles in this game uh, as well. Anything different here, Lante? Nah, nothing else, man. Uh, Orioles smash spot like uh, like TV uh, DBG put in the uh, Jay put in the um, comment section. First five team total over. Uh, I am concerned with uh, you know the distance or what kind of restrictions means will be on. I mean, he hasn't pitched um, what since like. 2022 and then he had a setback um when he was supposed mm-hmm. to come back with his with his yeah. back so uh yeah be interested to see how that works but i mean i'm pretty sure they're going to get behind him here and you know make this start worthwhile get him his first win in, in over a year so um i was a big fan of means well not a big fan but i was a fan of uh, of means um before the injury like scott was i think you see plenty of runs from baltimore and he scored double digits in what three of the last four two of the last three um something like that so mm. i think you see nothing different here against wayne Wright. four plus runs allowed and five of his last seven um he walked three batters or more in three of his last four also so yeah man it's, it's a smash spot for me with, with baltimore anyway you can get him i think that run line is uh really cheap all right let's get, a plus uh, yeah right now currently you can get that at plus odds currently over on DraftKings minus one and a half plus 105 yep. uh for the baltimore orioles uh, next game on the board, gentlemen, uh, this is a game that does not have a pitcher. 635 Eastern start, the Washington Nationals and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Seeing uh, Johanna Don is going to get the start here for the Nationals and undecided right now for the Pirates. Lon, did you have anything for this game? You know, I was going to go with the over regardless of uh, a pitchers. Both teams have been going over lately. Uh, Washington's over in six of nine. Pittsburgh's over in six of ten. Uh, Pittsburgh's actually 42 and 25 to the over at home. So, I didn't have a strong take on the side, but I, I do think we see runs here regardless of, of who's pitching. Uh, Scott, anything? No, it's most of the over. Uh, Adon had a decent start to this season, but we know in general is not exactly a great pitcher. Pittsburgh's offense has been okay. Washington's offense has been fine, particularly on the road. So I'll go with the over as well. I think you'll probably see these amount of runs. And both bullpens are really not good either. So I'll go with the over. Yeah, last five starts for uh, Adon. He is one and one with a 5.87 ERA. Uh, has been pretty decent on the road, but it's a very small sample size. But, I mean, we know he does give up the runs, and also a walks are a problem for him as well. So, um, yeah, I agree with you guys on the over in this matchup. Uh, next game is going to be a 640 Eastern start. Uh, we do not have lines for this game, but we do have official pitchers, and I think that's because of the doubleheader that's happening on Monday for these <clears> two teams. <throat> the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies uh, battling it out in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm seeing Max Fried is going to get the start here for the Atlanta Braves, and Zach Wheeler going to get the start here for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Again, like I mentioned, no lines right now, but I can kind of talk to the uh, pitchers here. Max Fried uh, has been pretty solid since he's returned for the Atlanta Braves from injury on the season. Seven and one with a 2.70 ERA. He's four and oh in his last five starts with a 2.93 ERA. He's made seven road starts this season. Uh, in those seven starts, he is five and oh with a 1.73 ERA. So he's been absolutely um, 
pitching real well. Has been giving up some runs over his last five starts. But again, when you have this type of offense for the Atlanta Braves, um, I mean, there's no reason that I don't see they won't win this game. Zach Wheeler, on the other hand, um, for the Philadelphia Phillies on the season, 10 and 6 with a 3.49 ERA. Has been uh, doing really well over his last five starts as well. Two and one with a 2.45 ERA. Nine earned runs allowed in 33 innings pitch in those last five starts. Unfortunately for the Phillies, or for Zach Wheeler, I should say, that the Phillies have lost three of his last five starts. Um, he did have a start earlier this season against the Braves where he probably was his best outing of the season. Eight shutout innings, three hits, had 12 strikeouts in that game for the Phillies, Phillies against the Braves. Um, I think we do see a pitcher's duel in this game. Uh, I'm, I mean, I think that number probably come out with eight and a half for this game, maybe eight. I think eight and a half probably a safer bet, but I do like the under. And I was looking at Zach Wheeler. He has a lot of success of striking out uh, batters against the Braves uh, in his career, at least since he joined the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, kind of going through his last six starts and this back to 2021 and strikeouts, 12 strikeouts, eight strikeouts, seven, 10, eight, seven. And then his last start, like I mentioned, 12 strikeouts. Uh, so I'm leaning towards the under in this game. I'll probably look at a Wheeler strikeout prop in this game here, Lante. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the under. Um, I'm going to go with Philly here as well. I know Free, it's probably can be debated. I don't know if you guys want to chime in, but I think Free's probably been the best pitcher on this rotation um, for Atlanta since he's gotten back. I mean, he's through what, uh, two runs or fewer in three of his last four road starts. Two of those were shutouts against um, the Dodgers in Chicago. And this is when Chicago was uh, on their little heater as far as offensively. Um, Wheeler's only allowed more than three runs once in his last 11 starts. Like you mentioned, went off double-digit Ks in two of his last three. I agree. I think we see a, a 3-2 type of game here. Go first five under. Um, especially I'll go one unit first five under, half unit full game under. I think we see both pitches in good form. Um it's hard. I know it's hard to bet an under with both of these offenses, especially Atlanta. But I think with both of these pitchers, they can be able to withstand some of the offensive um, firepower from the opposing side. So I like the under as well. Scott, anything for this game? Yeah, I think I'm going to lean to Atlanta. Uh, the line looks pretty cheap from what I noticed. I see FanDuel has a minus 126 on Atlanta. That's just too okay. cheap, simply put. I, I know Wheeler was very good against Atlanta earlier this season, but the Braves blindly beat everybody. They won the game in extras, game one of doubleheader today. Not a shock because, once again, they can score, score a bunch of runs against anybody. But I'm just going to go with the Braves here. I think they'll be able to get the job done. It's going to be close, but I do like Atlanta's bullpen more than Phillies and more than the Phillies, and I really don't trust, uh, for example, Kimbrell and company to close games late that are going to be close. So I'm going to lean to Atlanta because from what I see right now, I see around like minus 124 or 126. That's just too cheap. So I'll take Atlanta at a pretty cheap price. You see a total? Uh, let me pull that up. Uh, for the total in this game, I see around eight and a half. Yeah, so you're right, yeah. enough, eight and a half. Yep. All right, guys, before we get over to the next game on the schedule, let me tell everyone about DraftKings Sportsbook. Football is officially back in full swing with another week of epic games in Who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And new customers can bet just $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. So get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code SGP to sign up. New customers can uh, – 
can bet just $5 and take home $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Gambling problem? Call it 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible uh, gaming resources. Bet, uh, bonus bets expire uh, seven days after issuance. And we're also brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't have to be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. You know, I know people are trying to get out to maybe a football game, whether it's college ball or, or at the professional level of the NFL, or maybe trying to uh, watch a comedy show that's in your area or even get out to the theater. Uh, with Killer Deers on last-minute tickets, their best price are always guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. Their app is really easy to use. Uh, they have great flash deals, like I mentioned, and last-minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And the thing I love most about their app is that you get an image of your seat before you even purchase the ticket so you know what you're going to uh, exactly get. Once you do get to the venue, uh, venue, there's no obstruction of your view. It no surprises when you get uh, to your seat there because, they, like I mentioned, they give you an image of your seat before you buy the tickets. Again, like I mentioned, get exclusive flash deals uh, on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, uh, comedy, theater, and much more. The Game Time guarantee means you always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds uh, to uh, tap twice and you're all set to go tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email or even wait for them in your mailbox nope uh download the game time app create an account and use promo code sgpn for 20 dollars off of your first purchase terms apply again create an account redeem code sgpn for 20 dollars off download the game time app last minute tickets lowest price are guaranteed all right gentlemen let's get over to the next game on the schedule we are going to go to um, so the Reds and the Tigers, let me start there. 640 Eastern start. I do not see pitchers listed for either uh, team there, so I, we can just move past that. We'll go to a 707 Eastern start. The Texas Rangers and the Toronto Blue Jays. Big series here for both these teams. Uh, Max Scherzer is going to get the start here for the Texas Rangers, and Hugin Ryu is going to get the start here for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, currently seeing lines of minus 112 for the Toronto Blue Jays and minus 108 for the Texas Rangers. Total is set at eight and a half with Vig towards the under at minus 118. Run line minus one and a half plus 150 for the Texas Rangers and plus one and a half minus 180 for the Toronto Blue Jays here. Lante, what do you like for this game? Yes, yeah, it's a tough game. Um, I think me and Mal were talking about it on the uh, on the last show that this is just a tough series. Um, you want to fade Texas, but again, I haven't had a lot of luck bitten on Toronto. Uh, but I do think Max bounces back after uh, getting drilled by your Astros. Uh, Ryu has been solid since his return, two runs or fewer in six straight outings. Um, but Toronto's success as of late has come has been opponent based. I think they played Kansas City and uh, Oakland. So that's kind of bolstering some of their uh, metrics and, and their overall record. But I'm going to go with the under, and I'm going to go with uh, with Texas here. I mean, Texas have scored three runs or less in four of the last five games. Toronto is 60% to the under in their home games. Texas 55% to the under in their road games. I think we got two pitchers in good form, similar to the handicap that we just gave with um, Atlanta and Philadelphia. Moon up. I think we see a low-scoring affair. I think we might, you know, three – Three, two, uh, four, three. That'll get us under the total, and I lean to Texas to to win the game outright. Pat, what do you got? I'm gonna go with Toronto. 
I can't trust Texas. I've been roasting this team for a month, and they're still playing bad baseball. Now Garcia's on the IL, so they're missing their main RBI guy, keeps in the center of that lineup. But Scherzer's also been pretty underwhelming, and I might be being a bit generous when I say that. He's really bad. Uh, Ryu's been solid for the most part of the season, but looking at the actual line and the current form, the Rangers are also below 500 on the road. And the Blue Jays are eight over at home, so there's home field advantage there. But Texas won a series against the Athletics over the weekend. Congratulations. That was their first series <laughs> win since beating the Mets about uh, two weeks ago or so. But they've been a train wreck. I mean, they might miss the playoffs, but I, I can't trust this team, especially with Garcia being out of the lineup. We'll take Toronto. Yeah, big series for both of these teams, uh, obviously, for playoff implications, man. Um I mean, the Blue Jays have been my kryptonite this season. I, anytime I'm back in, they absolutely like they shit the bed, and their offense can't just get going. Yeah. And I mean, Scott mentioned he hit the nail on the head that can you really trust this uh, Rangers team after what they've kind of put together over the last, I guess we could say, the month um, for this team? And uh, with Garcia now being out for at least ten days on the IL, uh, that takes a big hit to their lineup there as well. I'll lean here with the Blue Jays. I, I can't trust Max Scherzer. Like, you know, Scott mentioned, ever since he's coming over to Texas, he just hasn't been very good. I think he's had one good start, uh, if that, uh, since he got traded over to the uh, Texas Rangers uh, at the trade deadline. I'm trying to pull it up exactly. I think it was like one start in there where he was pretty good. Yeah, it was uh, against the Angels. Congratulations. Uh, seven shutout innings. He had a one hit, but last start got shelled by the Astros. He did pretty well against the Twins. Six shutout innings. Uh, but he does give up the runs as well. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays here with the grain of salt uh, right now, currently at minus 112 over on DraftKings. Uh, next game on the board, we are going to go over to, uh, let's go to a six t- uh, sorry 7-10 Eastern start. Um, AL East battle between the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. Carlos Rodon gets start here for the New York Yankees, and Nick Pavetta gets start here for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Red Sox are a minus 122 home favorite, plus 102 on the money line for the underdog uh, visiting team, the Yankees. Total is set at 9.5 with juice towards the under at minus 118. Run line minus 1.5, plus 160 for the Yankees, and plus 1.5, minus 192 for the Boston Red Sox here. Scott, what are you liking about the Yankees and the Sox here? Rodon's pitching? I'll take Boston. Yeah. I don't really have much more to add than that. Rodon's been terrible. Uh, there's really no way around it. He's either been terrible or injured, uh, and he's back. So I don't trust him at all. I think Boston tees off against him. Pavetta has not been good against the Yankees historically, but he was good against the Yankees about a month ago when they faced off. So he pitched well. He might have given up one run. I think it was a pretty uh, solid outing by him in general. But the Yankees had a weird win yesterday where they got no hit for 10 innings, and they won in 13 which I don't think I've ever seen before. But Horrible beat if you had the over. I mean, if you had was, the under. I was going to say, they pulled it off. Uh, it wasn't good, but they won the game. Now Dominguez needs serious elbow surgery. He's done for the year, and then some. Yeah, the team just stinks. They're last in the league in hits. They're behind Oakland for hits per game. You know how hard that is to do? Oakland's one of the worst teams in the history of the sport. They have less hits than the A's per game. I'm going to take Boston. I think that even though Pavetta isn't good, he's good enough to beat this lineup. And Rodon, once again, I just think has been an absolute mess this season in general. I'm going to take Boston. It's a pretty cheap price. If it was a month ago, the Yankees would have been favored. But the point is, I do still like the number here. The Red Sox should be bigger favorites in this spot. I'll take the Red Sox. Uh, I I can't trust Pavetta, and I definitely don't trust Rodon, which just tells me that I'm going to take the first five innings uh, over here. Uh, in this game, uh, Pavetta this season has been pretty good against the um, 
the uh, Yankees, Yankees. I'm sorry. He's yeah. been terrible historically, but this year. Yeah, historic. Yeah. Um, but I, this season, they've kind of brought him out of the bullpen or kind of been a long stretch uh, yeah. innings guy. Mm-hmm. He did have uh, one, I guess, I don't feel it was a start or just he came in after an inning or two from a spot starter. But uh, that was back on August 20th, five innings. He allowed three hits, uh, two of which were uh, home runs, uh, solo home runs. Did have eight strikeouts in that game as well. But again, I just don't trust him. So. I'm going to uh, just fade both starting pitchers here. Give me the first five over uh, in this game here. Lonzo, what do you like? Yeah, I like the full game over. Uh, yeah, I know Rodon, he hasn't been good, but his, I mean, and small sample size, of course, last two road starts, uh, four runs allowed on seven hits. That was against two good offenses, Tampa and Houston. Uh, so maybe he can take that confidence with him in, in here against his Boston lineup. But I, I like the over even more. I can't trust either pitcher like both of you guys mentioned. Um, Boston's 8-1-1 one, and one to the over in their last 10. Um They've also owned the Yankees as of lately, won five straight. Um, the last three of those five have went over. So I think we see some runs here. Um, I, I don't think we need to just break it down even more. I think we see runs. Uh, play, I'll play Boston on the um, run line at a, at a nice plus price. All right. Uh, before we get over to the next game on the schedule, let me tell everyone about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets revenues, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users and researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off for your first month today. Start researching, start winning bets with Hall of Fame bets. And we're also brought to you, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their favorite with your fantasy uh, pick them game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do your do spending your Sundays. That's watching the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going to by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or their website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right, boys, let's get over to the next game on the schedule. That is going to be a 7-10 Eastern start, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are taking on the New York Mets. Ryan Nelson is going to get the start here for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And Jose Buto is going to get the start here for the uh, New York Mets. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, uh, let me see if I see lines here. I think this was the one of the games that had pitchers, but no lines uh, up yet. Let me refresh the page here. Yeah, no lines I don't see yet. Uh, I, I see I think, some ones. Okay, what do you got, Scott? Uh, so I see the Dimebacks are around minus 105, give or take. Okay. Mets are minus 115. And I see the over-under for this game is at nine and a half. All right. Uh, let me start here with Ryan Nelson for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. 7-7 seven seven on the season with a 5.30 ERA. And we've talked a lot about him on the pod this season, especially because of his home and road splits, where 
on the road, he's been absolutely fantastic for this team. Five and two with a 3.18 ERA and 14 starts. At home, two and five with an 8.59 ERA and 11 starts. And it hasn't been very pretty for him um, against the Mets this season either. He did face him back on July 6th uh, in uh, New York. Uh, where he threw for three innings, allowed. Oh, sorry, this was a home start for him. Uh, three innings, he allowed seven earned runs, two home runs off of uh, nine hits to the New York Mets. And Jose Buso on the other side. Um, I think this is his third start, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for the. No, yeah, this will be his fourth start uh, overall in the season, I believe. His last start came against uh, Washington Nationals back on Wednesday. He had a pretty decent outing, six and a third, allowed six uh, two earned runs. He did have six strikeouts in that game. Uh, unfortunately for the Mets, or at least for uh, Butso here, that uh, in his three starts this season, the Mets have lost two of those three starts. Um, I'm not sure I can trust either pitcher here. I think the line is kind of indicative of that, where the Mets are a very slight favorite here. I want to say that Ryan Nelson does pitch better, uh, obviously, on the road because we talked about his home and road splits here. But I maybe this Mets team has his number here. I'll, I'll root, I think this might be another game where we do see runs. I think that the, the total is kind of indicative of that at nine and a half. Um, I'll go with the over eight and a half. You had a gun in my head. I'll lean with the Diamondbacks, but I like my 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 more favorite play in this game is over nine and a half. Your Lante. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't trust Nelson at all. Um, I really it's it was a really tough game for me. I couldn't really pick a side, but Nelson has allowed five plus in three of his last five. It's also getting hit pretty hard. Um, seven plus hits allowed in five of his last eight. Um, I, you know, I was like going to play the over, but I was starting to dig into to some of the metrics. The Mets are 66% to the under in their home games. Like that's a, that's a lot of unders um, at home. And especially against, you know, a, a team who can't score a lot of runs in Arizona. Um, they've went under in seven of their last 10. I'm going to lean over with you just because of the erraticness of Nelson. Um, but I don't love it at all. Uh, I don't love it at all, especially after digging into those, to those numbers. But um uh, That'll, that'll be what I do. I'll lean to the over. If I had to make a play, I'd play Arizona. But like you said, I don't I don't love it. Uh, Scott, what do you got? I'm going to lean to the Mets' first five. I just think in general the Mets have the – I can't say better starting pitcher, but Budo is okay. And you're looking at Nelson, who's been a mess lately. Lante mentioned how bad he's been over the last month or so. He also has not been good against the Mets in general. But I do think I'm going to take the Mets' first five. Both bullpens are atrocious, so I'm not going to bother with that angle. But I will go with the first five Mets. Buto might not be great, but he's fine. I can handle a serviceable starter in this outing. I think that Nelson is probably likely to struggle, so I'll go with the Mets first five in this one. All right. Uh, next game on the board is going to be a 740 Eastern start between the Kansas City Royals and the Chicago White Sox. Jordan Lyles gets a start here for the Kansas City Royals, and Tuki Toussaint is on the mound here for the uh, Chicago White Sox. Uh, no lines for this game either. Scott, do you see anything different there? Uh, looking at what I can find, let me just see Kansas City, Kansas City. Um, I don't think I see anything. All right. I mean, I guess, I mean, it's Jordan Lyles Day on the road. I'll say that much. And Tuki Tucson hasn't been better either. So I guess I'll just root for runs in this game. I can't, I can't <laughs> put my heart and money on, on either one of these pitchers. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'll mention this, that Jordan Lyles has faced the White Sox three times this season. He's 0-3 in those starts with a 5.12 ERA, 11 uh, earned runs, and I think just 17 innings pitched here. Belante, you want to expand on this one? 
Uh, I love the over. Um, I, I think it's an over series. The last series they played, all three games flew over. I think 13, 10, and 10 was the totals that uh, they ended up um, they ended up exceeding. So, I mean, Lyle's four plus allowed in five of his last seven. 11 home runs allowed in his last five starts. Um, Toussaint, I, I like to, I want to like Toussaint uh, a lot more than than I'd already do, but his command is kind of throwing me off. Um, yeah. You know, and that that's going to help the over, but it's going to hurt the case for the White Sox. Uh, he did pitch well versus Kansas City in his last start, two earned runs and six innings pitch. But again, I just don't see it happening again with the way he walks better. So I love the over. If I had to make a play, I, I'd lean with uh, Tucson first five instead of getting my money tied up in that White Sox bullpen. Yeah, I mean, these two pitchers uh, just, uh, I think, met up last uh, in their last starts back mm-hmm. uh, last Wednesday. It was a 6-4 to four victory for the Chicago White Sox. And like you mentioned, for uh, for Tucson, it's it's his command, man. He, he gives up a lot of walks. He's had 17 walks in his last five starts uh, to only 23 strikeouts. So, um, yeah, I definitely will be uh, rooting for runs in this game here. Scott, what are you thinking about this game? Yeah, I think the over is the obvious choice but i also am going to look at tucson first five uh it was good against kansas city once again last start he's been fine in general does walk batters but doesn't get totally killed via hit so once again i i I think that one it's a trade-off it's kind of like i don't want to say it's a blake snell thing snell walks a ton of guys too he just doesn't give up the big bomb when people are on base Mm -hmm. and tucson's done a better job of limiting the damage just by walking a couple of guys Lyles, it's really tough for me to find an angle for Lyles when your record is 4-16. and 16. It's really incredible that the Royals have both Lyles and Granke in the same rotation when you look at the records for both pitchers. It's comical. I don't think I've seen two pitchers with that bad of a, like a record you know, on the same team in a long, long time. It's almost impossible uh, to have two t- pitchers that are that bad in the same rotation record-wise. I'm going to fade Lyles. It's worked out for most of the year. Worked out for uh, most of last year, too. Uh, give me the run first inning. We'll go back Your to that feet. one yeah. over the Lyles pitching. But Tucson's fine. He doesn't bother me. But I do acknowledge, once again, the command concerns. I'd rather have walk issues than home run issues. And Lyles gives up a ton of them. So give me the White Sox to get it done in the first five. 23 starts this season by Jordan Lyles for the Kansas City Royals. Royals are 4-23 and in those starts. The Yerfi is 19-8, and round 70% uh cashing for uh the Yurfi and Nerfy betters if you obviously are betting the Yurfi. Uh all right guys next game on the board is gonna have a pitcher that is undecided right now for the Miami Marlins and the Milwaukee Brewers 740 Eastern start. I am seeing Freddie Peralta is on this mound here for the Milwaukee Brewers and undecided right now for the Miami Marlins. Uh no lines here for uh this game obviously with no pitchers but um I really didn't have anything, obviously, with no pitchers here, but I think Freddie Peralta uh, should mention this. That has been pretty good for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers uh, this season. 11 and 8 with a 3.89 ERA. His last five starts, he's 3 and 0 with a 2.22 ERA. At home in 15 starts this season, 6 and 4 with 3.59 ERA. His last start uh, wasn't uh, very Peralta esque, especially the way that he's pitched in the prior four matchups uh, prior to his last start. Um, he allowed three earned runs and five and one thirds innings to the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. But prior to that, the Brewers had won four uh, starts and through those four starts had came by multiple runs uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, obviously not sure who's pitching here for the Miami Marlins. So not a lot, lot to go off from, but I, I just feel like this, the Brewers right now are playing better baseball. 
they are trying to pull away in that NL Central division. So I think every game still does matter for them as well. Uh, but Lante, do you have anything for this Marlins and Brewers game? Yeah, I didn't. Um, but I'll probably be on Peralta. Um, granted, I think it's going to be Cabrera for for Miami, but uh, I'll likely be on, be on Peralta. I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of, of Peralta. I'm a fan of the way Milwaukee's been playing. Um, it also just it's just price dependent on how much I'll be on them, but I'll definitely be on him, on them in some capacity. Scott. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Brewers run line here. Uh, going through Peralta's last five starts, including the bad one, 28 and a third innings pitch, 2.22 ERA, has been mediocre against the Pirates this season. Not amazing, 16 and two thirds, 4.32 ERA, but he's been very good lately. That's good enough for me. You're looking at. Oh, so that's Pittsburgh. Apologies. Uh, he's against Miami. Uh, looking at his numbers against Miami this season. He has not faced Miami. I don't know why I had Pittsburgh in my head. But anyway, point is Peralta's been good lately in general, despite the one somewhat bad start. Even the one bad outing, though, like five and a third, three runs, it's not atrocious. It's just not up to his usual standard for the past month and change. Miami, they don't really have much in general anymore because Solaire was one of the most intimidating batters in the lineup based on the last month, and he yeah. got injured. A rise you haven't heard about in the last couple months because the batting average has fallen down a little bit, and they don't have many weapons. So I think the Brewers are the better team. I don't think it's very close, but I just mentioned a second ago, Peralta's numbers against Pittsburgh, for whatever reason, have not been good this year. So Pittsburgh might just have his number. I can't say the same against Miami, but Miami, without Soler in the lineup, I just think doesn't really have much that scares me in there. I'll take Milwaukee at home on the run one. All right, next game on the board, 740 Eastern start the Tampa Bay Rays. They are in Minnesota to take on the Twins. Uh, Zach Littell is going to get the start here for the Tampa Bay Rays. And Joe Ryan is on the mound here for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, currently seeing the Twins are a minus 130 home favorite, plus 110 on the money line for the Tampa Bay Rays. Total set at eight with big towards the over at minus 125. Run line minus one and a half plus 145 for the Minnesota Twins and plus one and a half minus 175 for the Tampa Bay Rays here. Scott, what do you got for this game? I'm going to take Tampa on the money line. I think this price feels a bit off. Latell was very good last time out. He got the loss, unfortunately, but he went eight innings. He only gave up one run. So he was a very he was very solid last start. Ryan, though, you're looking at his numbers, and they're kind of similar to Latell's when going to the ERA and the whip. Uh, recently, he's been fine, but he gives you no length whatsoever. He's gone less than five and a third in at least four of the last five. I want to see how far this goes. Uh, In five of the last six, he's gone less than five and a third. So he gives you no length. Minnesota's bullpen we know is brutal. And Littell went eight innings last start. Like, I think Littell's not that bad. Give me the Rays money line. I mentioned this about Joe Ryan. Um, he's been an over machine uh, this season. Uh, the over is nine two and one in his starts at home, and then it's ten and two in the first five innings uh, at home this season. So maybe the Rays uh, team total in the first five maybe worth a look here as well. But I'm with you, Scott. I do like the Rays here. I'm, I'm, I don't, can't trust the bullpen like you mentioned for the Twins. They've burned me too many times this season. And Joe Ryan, he's been okay. Uh, but his last five starts I just have not been very pretty. The Twins have lost four of his last five starts. Um, it's just been a lack of run support uh, given to uh, uh, Joe Ryan and his starts here. So uh, I'll go with the Rays here at the plus price as well. First five, either Rays team total over or just a uh, first five over in this game. Uh, I, I have also throw out, by the way, that yeah. Ryan has allowed 27 home runs this season. Yeah, in a hitter's friendly ballpark like uh, Target Fields, that's mm-hmm. not a good combo when Tampa yeah. wants to hit a lot of home runs. 
Orion might get into some trouble in this start. Yeah. Uh, Lante, what do you got? Yeah, for those exact reasons both of you guys outlined, y'all took everything I had in my handicap. I like the team total over for for Tampa. Uh, I think they roll here. It's a big series for for them. Um, they got a tough one tonight. Uh, it's, it's a good pitching matchup. But I think they pull it out. Like like Scott mentioned, uh, the home run ball uh, that's that's being allowed by him is just is outrageous uh, against a team that completely matches. Um, and, and I think they'll get over you know six seven runs in, in this in this game. All right. Uh, next game on the board is going to be a 8-10 Eastern start. The Oakland A's, they are in Houston to take on the Astros. J.P. Sears is on the mound for the Oakland A's, and Justin Verlander gets to start here for the Houston Astros. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Astros are close to a $3 favorite. Plus 240 on the money line for the Oakland A's. Total set at 8.5 with juice towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, minus one thirty-five for the Houston Astros, and plus one and a half, plus one fourteen for the Oakland A's here. Uh, Lante, what do you got for this game? Not much, man. I mean, it's not really much the handicap for the three-dollar favorite, <laughs> uh, especially with Sears on the mound. So on six twenty-one, um, Sears pitched against Houston, five earned runs on eight hit, three home runs, only had one strikeout. Um, Verlander is looking to bounce back from. He had a bad home start. His last home start was was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he gave up what six, five or six in that in that home start. Yeah, he gave up six to the Yankees. Yeah, so Four I think he'll runners. bounce. Yeah. yeah, I think he'll bounce back here against a a below below average um, Oakland lineup. So I like Houston team total to go over. Uh, if you can find a reverse one line uh, run line minus two and a half, I, I'd lay that as well. But no, I mean it's not much to handicap here to be honest. Yeah, faced his A team uh, three times last season when he was with the Astros. Who would know in those starts? 1.5 ERA, 25 strikeouts in those three starts against A last season. Hasn't faced him at this season. Uh, JP Sears on the other side for the A's uh, against the Astros in his career. Um, faced them twice this season. Uh, let me uh, filter this down to this season. He is 0 0 in the 5.40 ERA. Last was back on July 21st, saw five earned runs uh, in five and two-thirds innings pitch, three homes he allowed to the Astros. So I think this has the Astros written over it. Uh, Astros run line minus one and a half, and team totals Astros here, uh, or the Astros team totals here, Scott. Yeah, going into the series, I just figured Houston would sweep them, and every game would probably be decided by multiple runs. I don't see it changing <laughs> here. Verlander was not great at last start, but I think once again, we're looking at a pretty good spot against the bad lineup, the worst lineup in the league, actually, in terms of runs per game. But you're looking at Sears' numbers. He's been really good last two outings. He's given up no runs, actually, in 11 innings. The problem is he was at home for both of those starts, and now he's on the road. And recently on the road, he's not been good. He gave up six runs against the White Sox. He gave up three runs in five innings against the Cardinals. He's been vulnerable on the road. And I do think when you're looking at his results, they lose a lot of games he starts in because it's Oakland, and they don't score for anybody. Mm-hmm. And, with no run su- and with no run support and with the bad bullpen, he can pitch decently and it won't matter in the grand scheme of things. But give me Houston on the run line. This team at home has been pretty good this year. Not as good as usual, but still above 500. The Athletics are on the verge of 100 losses. I think they're 30 games under on the road. They're really, really bad. Houston needs every game. They are up two and a half right now in the division, but that division's a circus. You want to try to beat up on the bad teams to increase your lead. I'll go with the Astros here on the run line. I think Verlander brings his A game. 
Sears on the road the season two and six with a 4.30 ERA in 15 starts uh, for the A's. Uh, four games left on the board here, gentlemen. Let's go to an 840 Eastern start. The Chicago Cubbies, they are in the Mile High City to take on the Rockies. Javier Assad is going to get the start here for the Chicago Cubs, and Chris Flexen is on the mound here for the Colorado Rockies. Looking at the lines for this game, the Cubs are a minus 185 road favorite here, plus 154 on the money line for the Colorado Rockies. Total set at 12 with juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, minus 125 for the Chicago Cubs and plus one and a half, plus 105 for the uh, Colorado Rockies. Another simple handicap here for me. Uh, Chris Flexen has just been absolutely terrible. Over machine as well. We talked about that with Joe Ryan being at home um, uh, and how his games have been going over. But Flexen, one and seven this season with a 7.36 ERA. Face the Cubs. Uh, earlier this season in two and one thirds innings against the Cubs. He gave up eight earned runs, 10 hits, two home runs, had two walks in that game, got absolutely blasted at Coors Field this season. He's 0 and 4 with a 5.89 ERA and over his last five starts, 0 and 2 with a 6.12 ERA. The Rockies have lost four straight starts when he is on the mound. Three out of the four have been, uh, have been by multiple runs. Meanwhile, on the other side, it's been a completely opposite story. Javier Assad has been solid for this Cubs rotation on the season. Just having a only 3-3 three and three record, he does have a 2.83 ERA. His last start, I think he did give up three earned runs, uh, but part of that, he had been absolutely fantastic for this Cubs team. Um, on the road this season in four starts, he's 3-0 and with a 1.74 ERA. That does come with 10 appearances. Um, and like I mentioned, Chris Flexen has just been absolutely brutal. Um, and anytime he is on the mound, I'm looking to take the other team's team total over. Um, quickly trying to pull up the, the total numbers like I was talking about for the over. And Chris Flexen's 12 starts this season, the over is 10-1-1. and In first five innings, it is 7-4-1. And teams are averaging 8.17 runs uh, against Chris Flexen. So simple for me, Cubs run line minus 1.5 and, and Cubs team total over in this game here, Scott. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think the Cubs are going to score a bunch of runs. In addition to it being in cores with altitude, the wind's actually blowing out in this game. So there should be even more runs. Based on early projections, you're looking at Ballpark Pal, and it says that there should be a 29% increase in runs, a 23% increase in home runs. I think flexing gets buried in the start. I think the Cubs probably score six or seven against them, and then the bullpen comes in. And that can get even worse. But the Cubs, of course, have been great offensively for the last couple of months at this point. They're still competing for a playoff spot, potentially a division title. We'll see what happens. But I'm going to lean to the over. Assad has been good, but he's also kind of a finesse pitcher. Doesn't exactly have overpowering stuff. I think in altitude, that's always tricky when you're relying on the off-speed pitches and you're in altitude with the wind blowing out. I see a bunch of runs in this game. I like the over. But if the Cubs score 10 in this game, I would not be shocked. I think Bellinger might go deep. There's a lot of guys who can go deep on Chicago. So I'll go with the over this game, team total over for Chicago. But I do think Colorado can get something against the sod. So I feel better about the over as opposed to the run one. All right, Lante, what do you got? Yeah, short and sweet, man. I'm not even going to waste your time. I like the Cubs on the run line, like you mentioned. I like the team total to go over. All right, next game on the board, 940 Eastern start. We got the LA Angels. They are in Seattle to take on the Mariners. Patrick Sandoval gets a start here for the LA Angels, and Brian Wu is on the mound here for the Seattle Mariners. Looking at the lines for this game, the Mariners are a minus 218 home favorite, plus 170 on the money line for the LA Angels. Total set at seven with juice towards the over at minus 115. Run line, minus one and a half, plus 102 for the Mariners, and plus one and a half, minus 122 for the LA Angels here. Uh, Scott, what do we got? 
So even though I acknowledge how bad the Angels are, and I've been criticizing them for a long time, this line does feel a bit off in the first five to me. I think Wu and Sandoval are close. You can argue Sandoval is actually the more proven pitcher because Wu is still a bit young, kind of a bit unknown. I'm going to lean to the Angels' first five here. I, I don't think it's that bad of a spot for them to potentially score some runs against Wu. He was good in his last home start against Oakland, gave up no runs, but that's Oakland once again. But Sandoval's had an issue with his command recently. As a whole, though, I, once again, I think these pitchers are comparable. I just think this line is nuts. I understand that the Angels are a bad baseball team and Seattle's a borderline playoff team, but this line just feels insanely high, at least based on these starting pitchers. I'm going to lean to the Angels' first five money line here. I don't feel great about it once again because I'm backing a team that I basically despise, but 215 on Wu feels very absurd to me. I'm going to go with the Angels' first five. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think Wu should be a $2 favorite, but I see uh, it just feels like it's more of a fade of what Sandoval has done, especially over his last five games and especially over his last two starts. He's allowed a total of nine earned runs, 12 uh, 12 runs overall. He's just lasted eight and two-thirds innings in his last two starts, which were against the Oakland A's and the Baltimore Orioles. And the Angels have lost four of his last five starts, and all four of those losses have come by multiple runs. 12-0 loss, 18-4 loss, 9-2 loss, and 10-3 loss. So um, I see your angle about the first five because, again, I don't trust his bullpen either for the uh, L.A. Angels. I think this might be a game where we see runs early uh, as well. I think both pitchers are susceptible to giving up runs. Um, Brian Wu is coming off his last start against the Reds, where he did allow five earned runs in just five innings pitch. So I'll leave the first five over. I think uh, the Mariners will probably just end up outscoring uh, the Mariners. And I mean that by like, they always might see a lot of runs being scored where, you know, Angels can still put up five runs in this game. And you might just see the Mariners put up seven or eight runs in this game. So, over for me, I, I don't I don't know why this number is at seven. That seems a little conservative here to me, but I'll go over and I like the Mariners on the run line here, uh, Lante. Yeah, I like the Mariners on the run line. Um, they're dominant as a favorite, 54 and 40. They've lost three in a row, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they lost three in a row um, into a series in Tampa while uh, the Angels have won two straight. Both teams are still three and seven in their last 10. Um, return at home, Seattle's a, bit, a lot more comfortable to 38 and 29. Um, at home, the Angels thirty-two and forty on the road. I, I mean, I just I can't back, I can't back Sandoval. I, I agree with Scott that the price might be a little bit outrageous, but again, I'm, I'm solely looking at the price. I know Sandoval's been bad. That's yeah, it's, it's just it's just on the road. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, Seattle returning home. I just got, I, I got to go that way um, with the way they've been performing at home. So um, I agree with you also, Munaf. I think we should see some runs here. Both pitchers are a bit erratic at times. So uh, give me the over in Seattle on the run line. By the way, the reason why the total is so low is that the wind is blowing in uh, in Seattle, and you're looking at what should be pretty good pitching conditions. It might not matter if the pitchers aren't very good, but you're looking at what's expected to be a 16% decrease in runs, according to Ballpark Pal. So okay. I think it's solely because of weather that the number is that low. All right. Uh, all right, guys, two games left on the board here. Let's go over to a 945 Eastern start. Cleveland Guardians, they are in the Bay Area to take on the Giants. Cal Quantrill gets to start here for the Cleveland Guardians, and Sean Manaya is on the mound here for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, the Giants are a minus 142 home favorite, plus 120 on the money line for the Guardians. Total set at 8.5 with juice towards the under at minus 118. 
Run line minus one and a half plus 150 for the Giants and plus one and a half minus 180 here for the Cleveland Gardens here. Lante, what do you got for this game? Yeah, you got to say Quancho here. Um, he, I agree he had um, back-to-back good starts. Prior to that, he's allowed 25 runs in, his pre- in the previous four games. Um, his, his home road splits are pretty staggering. San Francisco, three-game winning streak. Cleveland's lost three or four. Um, San Francisco's also really good at home, 41 and 31. Cleveland, eight games under on the road. I mean, even though it's going to be a spot start with Manai, it's probably going to throw with, with two or three innings here. Um, it's just something that San Francisco accustomed to. So I don't think it's a big deal. I think San Francisco rolls here. Give me San Francisco on the run line. Uh, Scott? I'm actually going to go with Cleveland first five. I, I think looking at the spot, I'm not a Quantrill guy at all, but I have to at least acknowledge since coming back off the IL, he's been solid. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's given up two runs in 12 innings, and I'm looking at Manaya's recent numbers, and even though he tends to go just three innings, he has given up some runs in like four straight outings, so I'm not sold on his current form. It's most of the price. I said Sandoval in the last game, even though he has not been in good form lately because of the price. I can't let one four two here. I don't think there's much value on it. But in the first five, Quantrill's been good in his only two outings post-injury or post-IL stint. And Manaya's given up some runs here or there. So for me, I'm going to go with Cleveland first five. They might not win the game, but I do think fading Manaya, who's been a bit iffy out of the bullpen lately, who should be pitching three innings and a spot start, I'm I'm not laying 142 with that. I'll take Cleveland first five. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I know Quantrill like, and that's another picture we talk about like teams that we can't figure out. Quantrill's been a picture that I can't figure out at all now. And again, he's, there's flashes where he you know he seems like a competent starter in the big leagues, but then there's just times where you just absolutely want to fade him. And again, Sean Manaya is is I think. You know, there's been reasons why they've been bringing him out of the bullpen and being a wrong, long relief guy. He just hasn't been able to find his form ever since he left the A's. Uh, I know he was with the Padres last season, and then this season just can't find his form with the um, uh, with the Giants. So, and again, Quantrill over his last three starts, um, and then this goes back to prior. I mean, he faced some pretty good offenses in the Orioles. The Cubs, when they were, you know, racking up runs. And then in, in back, obviously, when you face the Braves, uh, sometimes you guys just throw those stats out the window just because they, they kill every pitcher. But he's put it together back-to-back pretty good starts here. Uh, I haven't really been sold on the Giants offense either. So I'll, I'll leave with the Guardians full game here at the plus price at plus 120. Uh, last game on the board, gentlemen, NL West battle between the San Diego Padres and the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, I am gonna. I am currently seeing that Michael Walker is going to get the start here for the uh, San Diego Padres. And Lance Lynn is on the mound here for the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers are a minus 162 home favorite, plus 136 on the money line for the San Diego Padres. Total set at 9.5 with juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus 1.5, plus 124 for the Dodgers, and plus 1.5, minus 148 for the San Diego Padres. We're all kind of waiting for Lance Lynn to come back down to earth, and he finally did it over his last two starts. Uh, for the Dodgers in his last two starts, uh, he's allowed a total of 15 earned runs in uh, nine innings pitched. He's allowed six home runs, uh, five walks to only two strikeouts over the last two games. Last two games were against uh, the Braves and the Marlins uh, of all teams. And I know the Padres uh, have been the probably the biggest disappointment this season as far as the type of talent that they have on their team. Um I like what I've seen from Michael Walker this season, and I believe I want to say he has also struggled over his last couple of starts here. Let me see if I can. I think he was good against um, the Giants about a week or two ago. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, he's uh, last his last start was against the Phillies, four innings, three earned runs. Not gonna take a lot away from that. Um, against the Brewers, he gave up uh, four earned runs in five and one third inning. He's allowed four home runs, or sorry, he's allowed uh, a home run in four straight uh, games against the opposition. I think this might be a game where we do see runs. I'm not putting my money on Lance Lynn here, especially after his last two starts. Um, I think there may be some value here on the Padres within the first five innings. Uh, I think that they can uh, get to Lance Lynn here for sure. Uh, I think Michael Walker can go along okay here. Um, again, but I would not be surprised with these two offenses if they do put up runs here. But I'll lean with the Padres in the first five innings. I do like the over at nine, uh, over nine and a half. Dodgers offense speaks for itself. Padres offense definitely has potential. They were able to put up some runs against the uh, Astros over the weekend series. So maybe that carries over to in this uh, matchup against the Dodgers here. So uh, I'll, I'll go with the Padres first five inning money line and then over nine and a half here, Lante. Yeah, I like the over. Um, I agree with you. All the metrics were pointing, even though Lynn had, you know, his numbers said, the, the counting stats said that he was good. You saw the advanced metrics say he was going to come down to earth, and he did. Um, Dodgers just own San Diego, though, man. They, they've they won four yeah. or five um, versus them. Wins by six, six, five, and four. Um, San Diego is really poor on the road. I think they're like 12 games under. Um, the 13, Dodgers are 13 under. 13 under, yeah. So uh, the Dodgers are um, really good at home. They've, you know, lost uh, what six of eleven or six or seven of eleven or they lost six of the last ten. Um, so I think they bounce back here. I think we see runs. I'll just go ahead and get more bang for my book here and play the Dodgers over uh, on the run line because I think if they win, they're going to win convincingly as they have been against the Dodge. I mean, as against the um, Padres all year. So give me the Dodgers on the run line. Love the over, which you want off. Uh, Scott. Yeah, I'm going to lean to the over as well uh, with Lynn's recent form and with Walker being a bit shaky recently. But I do have to point out the Dodgers are 8 and 2 this season against San Diego, and seven of the eight wins have been by multiple runs. Yeah. They own this team. And for the last couple of years, you kind of had a big brother, little brother syndrome, which was somewhat negated in the playoffs because San Diego actually won a playoff series against the Dodgers. But this year, it's going back to normal. San Diego just can't beat this team. So I'm going to go with the over. I am going to lean to, once again, looking at the Dodgers, potentially on the run line, but it is a bit tricky with Mookie's recent injuries, and I don't know mm-hmm. if that's going to take that a ton away from the offense, but the team's been in just mediocre run lately. They have not exactly been doing much, so I'm going to lean to the over. I think you'll see runs in this game from either team, so maybe both. So I'll go with the over in the spot. All right, uh, that is the last game on the board for the Tuesday schedule. One order of business left. Uh, before we wrap up this episode, that is going to be our lock and dog for the Tuesday schedule. Uh, Scott, you want to lead us off? Sure. Uh, so for the lock on the show, I want to just quickly try to guesstimate what the team total is going to be for the Cubs uh, against the Rockies because it's at 12 and they're a pretty big favorite. Like, would it? It's not going to cross seven and a half. Six and a half. Do six and a half probably. Six and a half. Yeah. 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 I think I'll take that. I'll take the Cubs team total over at six and a half against Flexen. I think they kill Flexen. Uh, the Cubs offensively has been great for the last couple of months. Flexen's been terrible either at home, on the road, doesn't really matter. But the point is, I do think the Cubs have a lot of firepower. I mentioned the weather. Uh, there should be wind blowing out as well as being in altitude. So you might see even more runs. That game itself, if Colorado shows up offensively, you might see north of 17 runs. Like I could see a ton of offense in that game. Give me the Cubs team total over six and a half guaranteed nine of bats as well, because they're on the road. 
So I'll take that as my lock. For my dog, do I dare trust means for minus one and a half at plus one and five? That's really the question I'm stuck with here. I want to take. I want to consider Red Sox run line, but they're doing that BS thing with the reverse run line, so it has the Red Sox at yeah. plus one and a half instead of minus one and a half. I see, a, me. I see a. Oh, never mind. That's for today's game. Sorry. Yeah. So it. it uh, you know what? I think I'll just do it on principle. Even though Means could struggle off the IL, we'll see what happens. Fading Wainwright is too fun. I'll take the Orioles <laughs> plus one hundred five on the run line. All right, uh, Lonte, what do you got? Yeah, so in the Yankees game, Yankee and Boston game, I'm going to go over uh, nine and a half um, in, in that game. Boston should wreck Rodon. Um, if they don't, something is really, really wrong. Um, but I think both offenses can have some success. We mentioned Pavetta and his struggles um, overall. So I think both offenses could have some success. I know it's a lot to trust the Yankees offense to score runs here, but uh, I think I think we can get it. I think we can get over. Uh, they, if they get us to three, maybe four, definitely I think we can get over this number. So I like over to nine and a half for my lock. For the dog, I'm going with Philadelphia on the money line. Um, I think that's like what plus one eighteen, one nineteen, one off. What's the best you can get? Uh, let me check. I'm it's around there. I see one twenty four. Oh, I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a fake line or not. I'll go with like one ten. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I'll take I'll take Wheeler plus one ten at home. I know it's hard to, to go against the Dodgers, but Wheeler's been really good lately. Dodgers at I mean, um, Phillies at home with those bats. Uh, I think they, I think I can get it done. All right. Uh, all right. For my lock, I am gonna go. There's a couple options that I did like here. Uh, I'll go with the let's go with the Astros run line, man. Verlander, I think you should. This can be a strong outing for him. Minus one and a half. Minus one thirty five. I uh, won't be surprised if he goes seven innings in this game. I know he had a bad uh, last start in um, at, at Minute Maid Park against the Yankees where he allowed four home runs uh, to the Yankees, but I think this would be a nice bounce-back spot for him against the A's. Historically, he's done great against the A's in Astros uniform, so I think that will continue here. So I think that at – I feel like it's a cheaper price at minus 1.5, minus 1.35 against uh, Oakland A's and J.P. Spears. Uh, and for my dog um, – hmm, I'll go with the Rays on the money line, uh, plus 110 against the Minnesota Twins. Um, I mentioned it. Joe Ryan, he's susceptible to giving up the home run. Um, he the, he gives up a lot of runs at home to the opposition. Like I mentioned, he's 10-1-1 and one to the over in his home starts. Um, like we talked about, Zach Littell has has had put together back-to-back starts or back-to-back great starts for the Tampa Bay Rays. And again, when that bullpen comes in for the Twins, it's not very pretty. So again, that's where the games really do get away from them. So the Rays still playing for obviously a wild card spot and you know possibly even still the division. It's still the stretch in the division, but definitely a wild card spot in the American League. So at plus 110 for the Rays, I will take them as my dog for the Tuesday action in the MLB. All right, gentlemen, that is going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Lante, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, my friend? Nah, man, best of luck to everybody out there um, on the plays. Hopefully we can get home and get some wins. All right, Scott, anything else? No, looking forward to the baseball games tonight. Looking forward to Monday Night Football. Should be fun. It's pouring rain over here, so I'm probably going to stay indoors. Yeah, get yourself an umbrella. Don't get out there. Um, I already see like there's some, like some public service announcement for like in the MedLife uh, Stadium area for people to take cover. So I don't under, know. If, we'll see. Under. 
Yeah, hey, that's what we give out on the uh, on yeah. our Monday Night Football pod. But uh, yeah, make sure to follow Scott on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. You can follow Lante on Twitter at xxlantexx. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. More importantly, make sure you guys subscribe to the MLB Gambling Podcast YouTube channel and also follow us on Twitter uh, at SGPNML or MLB SGPN. And you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, sorry, on Instagram as well. MLB Gambling Podcast. Definitely give us a follow on uh, Instagram as well. We'll be back tomorrow in some form or fashion for the Wednesday schedule. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.